Actually, I listened to that episode recently, and the person getting slammed the most was me by you, could being called a hypocrite eighteen different ways in one episode. Yeah. Well, you know, if he so, walks uh, like a duck and talks like a duck, then you shoot it, bang! You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Broadcasting to you live, although somewhat pre-recorded, from Rigel 5, the fifth and best planet in the Rigel system, located in the Kandari sector of the Alpha Quadrant, about 90 light years away from Earth, it's the Good, Bad, or Bullshit Podcast. I'm Captain Bo Schwartz, and you're aboard my starship, and joining me is my crew. Uh, over here, we have Lieutenant Commander Michael Hodgins, Chief of Engineering. Michael, hello. Uh, good day. And also joining us Sir. is <laughs> Ensign Crofton Steers, red shirt extraordinaire. Will he die this episode? Who knows? Tune in and find out. We're not even going to give him a chance to talk because ensigns aren't important. <laughs> uh, sir, um, I found these two cables and uh, I'm not sure what they do. I'm just going to put them together. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> This is the point if we were that kind of radio show, I'd put an explosion sound effect and the Wilhelm scream. Luckily, we have no budget for anything. Uh, it's it's funny that you, you did the Star Trekky type episode. Yeah. A good choice on Rigel 5, of course, best planet. Um, but I have this little shirt that uh, my son wears, and it reminds me of the clothes in Star Trek The Next Generation that non- you know, Federation oh, the people wear, clothes? where it's like they're trying, well, yeah, where they're <laughs> trying to look like future co- clothes, but really they just look like 80s, weird 80s clothes. <laughs> it just makes me laugh. Every time I put it on, it's like, it's like he's, it's like he's one of the people who lives on some colony in Star Trek The Next Generation. Yeah, yeah my, um, the best episode of Star Trek for clothes was one of the early Next Generation episodes where they're, um, it's like a lovemaking planet or something, and they're, the dudes are all wearing like girly tutus or something, it's pretty awesome yeah that was when they were still trying to kind of make it seem more like the original star trek where there was a lot of that too well now that and we've you never lost notice our how... non-nerd audience um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you guys are done your star trek conversation uh maybe we can move on with the show yeah, like let's start for instance let's start by building to the momentous occasion that will befall us next week uh which is of course the 100th episode of the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast. Someone should play the good music. Oh, well, too late. Well, <laughs> the fanfare. I had a different uh, artistic vision about the kind of sounds that would happen once Crofton said that, so I just tried to make them up. But I'm no uh, that black guy <laughs> from Police Academy. I don't remember his name. Me neither. But that was good know? sound effects. Maybe maybe next week we could do something different. Uh, we haven't really determined what it is yet. Maybe we could talk for a full hour about Star Trek again. Kill me now. Or we could talk about some of our favorite topics, some of our worst topics. Who knows? We would appreciate or your feedback. The, the contradictions in our verdicts. That's my favorite thing about this show. Uh, thinking about what we call good, bad, or bullshit and comparing it to some other topic which sort of then contradicts <laughs> various verdicts. 
It's true. I think we were all guilty of doing this because you always think about your topic kind of in a void. You don't think about uh, your verdict in a void. You don't think about all your other verdicts. You kind of just are like, "I'm. This is what I think on this. This is my gut reaction." And then maybe yeah. that makes and so you much look of it's ridiculous. based on like, yeah, based on like your mood at the time. Or anyways, we can get into this a little bit next episode. But certainly a momentous event. I can't believe we made it this far, and still have no listeners too. I would. Love- <laughs> we have listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, like guys. About, People listening, I'm very sorry talk, about Michael. I was just going to say, talk about doing verdicts in a void. Whoa, that's our whole show. <laughs> that's hey, not that's, true. That should be our new catchphrase. Verdicts, Good, in, bad, a void. verdicts in a void. Verdicts in a void. <laughs> or, or maybe that should be our new title when this show gets canceled by the network. <laughs> well, when we sell, <laughs> when we sell out to a major network and they fire all of us for real personalities, we'll continue on with the new identity and it'll be verdicts in the void. How about that, yeah. guys? We have a we have a backup plan. We should, you know, uh, uh, this is maybe one of our worst intros ever, but which is awesome, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> but maybe we should get to a topic. What do you guys think? I I think that would be awesome. Also, in verdicts, in verdicts of the void or whatever we're doing, I want to be played by Jimmy Fallon. Okay, really? I I, I think I think he could do a good me. He does a good Neil Young. I want to be played by Tracy walk. Morgan. You would. I want to be, be played like, by I've heard it all. This is good because I like it. Run the machine. Yeah, Mike got impatient in the brand. <laughs> I bet any of our listeners are watching the brand new That was loud today, huh? Ah. Uh, um, the topic today is music festivals. Music festivals. Like, um, hey, I, I little, yeah, or Folk Fest or Lollapalooza or Lilith Fair, I guess. Man, those things are both from the 90s, right? Yeah, Lollapalooza is <laughs> Dating big ones from the 90s. I guess those are Lilith Fair. Have you guys ever yeah, been I think to it's a, done now. We don't need to define music festivals for people. It's basically just a whole bunch of concerts in a concentrated area, like maybe Woodstock. Yeah. I have a kind of little story because, uh, like, our listeners m- may be aware that I am out in the western part of Canada right now. And the place that I'm staying in, in N- Nelson, British Columbia, is the reason we're staying here is directly related to a music festival, uh, which is sort of interesting in that we were, my wife and I were at a music festival uh, called Folk Fest in Ottawa, which is my personal favorite uh, music festival in Ottawa. <laughs> and we ran into some person, some uh, sort of someone that Andrea knew was sort of acquaintance and said we were going out west and said, oh, I, I might know someone you could rent a house from. And then it all worked out. And here we are. So thank you, music festivals, for getting me out here. Oh, geez. That's, it's, that, it is true that they are big uh, congregations of people. Was it a stranger? Was it people you knew? Or like, no, no. It was, like, is, this well, one, that's this what I found when I happened to when me. I, well, I don't know. I think that it, depending on the size of your town, like Ottawa, the town we live in, is not. It's like everyone says it's like a small, small, big city, yeah. uh, in the sense that you always bump into people you know everywhere. And a music festival is like a great place to do that. There's thousands of people roaming around, but I find it's often that you see someone you might know, acquaintance, or something like that. It's just it has this feel of sort of roaming around, yeah. and uh, and you bump into all kinds of people you know from here or there. But that, that's my impression, anyways. I, I'm going to like be I, 
I don't know. I don't know what the word is. If the term is devil's advocate or whatever, but I'm going to go on the record right now and and say something that that has been brewing within me for for quite a long time. But I have been almost embarrassed to say, especially in a city like Ottawa, that is like a crazy music festival city. I hate music festivals. I I am just Uh-oh. so sick of music festivals. Um, I I think like you've been to them too much. I've been to, I've been to a lot, but not definitely not too much. If you looked at people like even Mike, but but definitely there's some people at my work and all that 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 get seasons passes to these festivals. In Ottawa, the biggest festival is Blues Fest, uh, which don't be fooled has nothing to do with the blues, uh, but but it is definitely the, the one that attracts the biggest acts. There's like you know triple A acts from around the world that that show up every year. Uh, for Blues Fest, there's a multiple multitude of stages in that. I've also been to like you know a lot of uh, 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 folk fest, o- Oceaga in in Montreal, um, and a couple of a uh, couple of others. Um, they can you know I've been to on th- to the Warp Tour in the '90s. Um, <laughs> there's a there's a lot of <laughs> sweet. There, there's a lot of different uh, festivals and and around our area there's becoming bigger and bigger there's one called the amnesia rock fest which happens in this small town called montebello uh, near our place and is the uh, is the biggest rock festival in the world and it just sprouted out over the past like five years and now it's like a town of like five thousand that balloons to like two hundred thousand or something like that a crazy amount uh, of people that come for the top rock acts in the world and and when people describe it to me and i've never been to it, uh, it it just sounds like hell on earth, like not enough toilets, like crazy people pushed against each other, nobody wearing shirts because they're always during the summer. I sound like an old man, but honestly, there is nothing appealing to me about about uh, music festivals other than the fact that they I do kind of like them being outside. Like uh, going to a single concert outside would be kind of appealing to me. Uh, but like th- the whole festival aspect of it, does not appeal. I much prefer going to a concert in like a uh, in in an arena with like sort of assigned seating and general standing area oh. and all that sort of stuff, as and opposed you to and like I are on different ends. Different and then ends you of get the spectrum the, there. I yeah. hate the the. Oh, you do. Well, the going to an arena like that's the, the worst way to watch. For music. Sure, is way better in an arena than it is in a music festival outside, where you you'll be lucky to get a good a good sound depending on where you're standing. Everybody's like warring with people who bring lawn chairs, who don't bring lawn chairs, who are standing up. Some people are like you know pushing, others are you know. Anyway, I find it really I don't know. I find it really but, annoying. Yeah, see, I, like if it's sound quality you're interested in, then going to any concert is never as good as listening to a, the CD version of the song or band you like. Uh, the going to a concert, a live show, is for the experience that kind of um, being present while something is happening in front of you, someone is performing, and there's other people around. That kind of interaction with something live, which is very different than listening to a pre-recorded, better sound quality sort of CD. Um, but yeah, I, I, I find. What I, what I like about it is the experience. You know, I could sit at home listening to music, but getting out, especially to a music festival where it's outdoors, there's multiple venues. It really has. It makes it an experience rather than just going to listen to songs I like. You know, and that's that's part of what 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 the appeal is. I think about music festivals. And yeah. it's funny when you were describing amne- amnesia, you almost could have been describing Woodstock, the kind of 
granddaddy of the music festival, which also was in a little town, middle of nowhere. Possibly. But it, but it's like I, it's like if I had the opportunity to go to Woodstock, I probably wouldn't even want to go. Like it sounds nice in theory, but like uh, I and I agree with you. Like for the most part, I'm not a concert guy. Like that that much is for sure. So even even going to concerts uh, um, in an arena or in a uh, uh, in a stadium or whatever, uh, not not super not super appealing to me most of the time. I have to be really into the act. And uh, but that said, like I mean, pe- ask musicians who perform; they value, they do value sound quality, and people who go value sound quality. Yes, you could just listen at home, but you still want the experience. Yes, of seeing somebody live, but you part of that experience is having good sound quality. And and, and the festivals are are generally you're not you're not going to get the best version of that that particular act, right? Yeah, I, I think that. Um... Well, I, I, don't, I don't speak with a lot of experience because, I mean, I'm someone who really loves music and I play instruments and I did the intro song. But um, for someone that likes music to that degree, I've been to relatively few concerts. But um, I've been to an outdoor festival, I've been to an arena concert, and I've been to a whole bunch of like live shows at, um, at I want to say, like bars or clubs, you know, the smaller things. And I, I have to say, out of all three, my preferences is for the clubs or I've seen classic music classical music performed in a in a nightclub setting and it was very good and the sound quality was great you you know but that type of performance was geared towards appreciating the music and nobody was there to dance or headbang like you you people were there to enjoy the the instrumentality the talent of the uh of the people performing and the complex musical you know compositions where i find with the music festival you may have some very sophisticated uh pieces being performed but um both in arena and festival it's that you're really far away you're far removed there is a lot of distraction as crofton mentioned i think in the festival thing um in particular but i think uh, as mike said it is it is part of that experience like some people like to be outdoors and like to get their drink on and drinking outside is a really fun way to to consume alcohol. Um, so it's just a certain way to experience music. And I, I think it, it lends itself better to a certain personality type where I think if, I don't know, I think if I were going um, to a concert just to appreciate something, um, it wouldn't be my preferred choice. I went to see, well, uh, well, I saw Black Eyed Peas <laughs> concert. I went for the opener, which was Talib Kweli, but I stayed for Black Eyed Peas. And it was like, it was a really fun show, but it was very much like party music. Like it wasn't, and and my interest in music is a lot more nerdy where I'm just like, I want to listen to things and I want to see how things function. So I don't know. It, well, it, it was okay. Here, here's another point about music festivals that, and and I would say, you know, I think both you guys maybe made this point a little bit, but uh, that, yeah, it depends on your personality. What type of music listener are you? What do you like? And that will dictate somewhat whether you like the music festival. So for someone like me who, I'm not really a fan uh, uh, that much. I, I don't follow that many, say, individual acts or bands. Or if I do, they don't exist anymore. Like Led Zeppelin, man, I'd go to a concert with them, but they don't exist. You know, that kind of thing. So often I'm not like – I'm not usually drawn by a headline or this band's coming to town. I mostly don't care. Uh, but I do like music a lot. And so sometimes – uh, I, I'm not sure w- w- what to go see. So a music festival is perfect for someone like me because I'll go to a music festival, I'll buy a day pass or something, and there'll be some schedule, you know, and there's like 
eight different venues and this people playing here, this people playing at this stage. So sometimes I'll go, okay, I've heard of this band, maybe the big headline. I go there and I'm like, eh, not my thing. And maybe I'll wander over to some other venue and find, stumble upon some act that I've never heard of that is just really enjoyable. And this has almost happened to me at all of my um, music festival experiences where I go there having you know, some vague interest in, in one of the headline acts and then being sort of bored by that and finding some small band that is just just amazing to listen to that I've never heard of before. And and that's the type of it, – it's a way to expose yourself to different kinds of music. It's one thing to just kind of be in that, you know, bubble of fandom or whatever where it's like, you know, I love this band. I'm going to see that band. And, yes, that that's there's lots of great things about that too. But if you're just thinking about just music and just – I like music and maybe I want to be – uh, surprised by something or, or exposed to something different, then music festivals are great because you might you might not know what you're going to like till you go, and it gives you this variety, and that's that's neat. And and it's and other things don't offer that kind of variety with one sort of ticket price. What what do you guys? Or go ahead, Crofton, but I, I want to add. I want to take a new tack. No, no, uh, oh, okay. Well, I, then I I will go ahead yeah. uh, because I want to react to what Mike was saying. Uh, I think that what you what you're ma- making out about the type of person is in the type of listener is a big thing. And note that I didn't say that uh, you know m- music festivals like I we have I haven't given my verdict yet, so I haven't said that they're bad or that they're bullshit or whatever. I just said I hate them, right? Uh, which which you know is fairly. <laughs> but that does sort of lead one way. If, yeah. Oh. Of of course, of course it does, but like, and it, it definitely puts me on on a certain path, right? Now, now what you, what you were saying about about listeners, uh, I think is really uh, is really astute because uh, take me for instance, um, I have just like I'm not super into music, but I've gotten uh, like through stuff like Spotify and different things. I'm trying to listen to more different things. Um, uh, more different artists, more different types, and this and and I, I enjoy like you know the occasional song here, the occasional song there. But if I go to a concert of anybody, there's nothing that annoys me more in the world. Well, there probably is, but that then uh, then when you're in a concert and they're they're playing a bunch of songs that you don't know. Okay, the first time I hear a song, be it on the radio, be it you know, uh, on iTunes or, or in, in concert, I've never like, unless it's like a really catchy song, which then you'll hate after two listens for the most part, it takes a while for me to get into music. I can't just be like, Oh, I love this song immediately. Like maybe I'll know, Oh, that's a pretty good one. Maybe I'd listen to that again, but, but nothing is worse than being at a concert where, you know, one song and then, then the rest you've never heard before in your life. And, uh, and, and you're trying to like maybe other people are singing along or maybe you're trying to get get into it. But it's just like it it the first time you hear something or at least the first time I hear something, I can never get that into it or that attached. I almost have to do my homework at home before going to these things. And while I might stumble onto something at a music festival like the, a bluegrass band that has a you know kind of funky sound and then you listen to them for a while and maybe I, I'd enjoy it a bit – it's not like I'm not getting any sort of real profound uh, musical en- enjoyment out of it as I would if I knew like knew the act or had heard them at least uh, once before or if I knew some of them, you know, more than one of their songs or whatever. So uh, I find and that's how I am as a person. So knowing that I need to do that homework 
knowing that I need to listen to the music at home first or knowing that I need to have heard a song at least once before I really start enjoying it means that like a music festival is just not the place for somebody like me. Yeah, it's an interesting point that you make about um, because I never really approached music festivals in that manner, but um, I can definitely see how if you submit yourself to the experience of of engaging with content that you've never um, experienced before, that it can be a great way to discover new music, Mike. I think that's interesting. That's an interesting point. Um, I think, though, uh, what Crofton, I think what you're saying is is not so so alien or foreign or unique to you, uh, because a lot of what music signifies for us, it has to do with its cultural value. Um, like there are songs that we just like that we hear that we have emotional attachments to for particular reasons, and then there there there's a certain sense that like, um, you know, w- when you say that you like a band, that 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 proclamation that you know I like Radiohead becomes like part of your identity. Like the, you know, the, one of the things we do when we're getting to know people, it's like, oh, what kind of music do you like, and what kind of bands are you into, and we immediately start forming opinions about one another about the types of popular cultural um, representations that we positively identify with. And and we separate who we like and who we don't like sometimes based on information like that. And so um, you you can have the reverse experience if you're going to sample music. Let's say I go to a country music festival to give everything a try and I end up not liking it because I probably wouldn't for whatever reason. I'm going to have an excruciatingly boring time just sitting there going like, yeah, they're talented, but I just... I just don't feel anything. Um, so, you know, my participation in the festival is bust. Um, right, but like, but that's why a lot of festivals have themes, right? So, you know, it, like I was talking about going to folk festival. I'm someone who kind of likes more, you know, folky, bluegrass type or older rock type music. So that kind of venue kind of gives me a sense that, okay, I, I can expect – roughly this type of stuff so if you were to go to see i don't even know if such a thing exists bo but like a hip-hop music festival oh sure you might yeah yeah, because it's a genre you really like um so so you may be exposed to things you i can understand like you're like i hate country music well don't go to a country music festival you might not like it and that's often why they do have some um some type of uh of of general theme to them it's funny because crofton pointed out earlier about this one called blues fest in ottawa which should just be called music fest because they do not play generally blues it's just all over the map but i guess it started as a blues thing in theory i think all that music is traced back to blues music no like there's no EDM at, at yeah. The... I don't know. Like they're they're all over. The Alice in Chains played headlines. Black eyed, <laughs> like black eyed peas, Kiss, Metallica. Uh, I'm I'm just trying to think yeah, of random acts that have played. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one. And so so I definitely have a pe- pet Katie peeve Perry. with that about music festivals. Where it started is like something, and now it's just like, what band can we book? And then just put it in. I I, I like, and even the Folk Fest in Ottawa is starting to get a little bit like that. So the headliners are someone popular, and you're like, is this really folk music? Because well, um, I do think it's okay to have that expectation of a festival to be like, I'm going to get r- something in this, you know, it can be very broad, but something in this rough genre. I feel like, because, and, and this is where I wanted to sort of uh, switch the the gear of the conversation which is i feel like 
you know, when I was in high school, I was kind of into the whole retro thing. Like, there was a lot of us that were listening to, like, Jimi Hendrix and, uh, you know, I guess you mentioned Led Zeppelin and um, Cream and, like, Eric Clapton, old stuff. And, and all that, you know, all we kind of talked about, like, when I'd watch videos, you'd look at, like, a, a festival like Woodstock and it had this sort of legendary... Um, you know, mythological status, you know, because we weren't alive to, to ever experience it or, or we just hear about it. And, like this idea that it's a festival and that it's not just because you're going to like listen to some music. It means something to participate, not just it doesn't just mean something to be performing there. And where now you have this like commercialization, like music festivals are like this thing. Every city has them. I mean, maybe even around the world now where it's like you know, there's these annual festivals that happen all the time. But like, that wasn't always um, so commercialized, so uh, expected, or so normal. Like, it were festivals were actually difficult to put on, and that they signified something to the people engaging with it. Do you think? Do you think it's good that we we do festivals this way, or does that really take the spontaneity and meaning and of, of what we're doing when we're celebrating music? I think Woodstock. that's a, that's an interesting point. Um, but yeah, sorry, Grafton. I'll just jump in here first in front of you. <laughs> um, but well, he's an ensign. That's okay. You don't have to apologize. Yeah, exactly. I'm a lieutenant commander, as we all know. Um, so uh, know your place, Grafton. Um, Damn it. Yeah, like, I think that's a really excellent point because some of these things are event are events which 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 do signify something. So if you said you went to Woodstock, like that's that's a big thing because there's not Woodstock every year. I think they tried to do some Woodstock too in like the '90s, and that well, obviously Woodstock was kind of '94 with Aerosmith. But, uh, Woo! God, you know, I'm shaking Aerosmith. my head even hearing I, that, you know. <laughs> bl- yeah, Blind Melon, I think it was also. Hey, remember, hey, they hey, had hey. one good song. Uh, it's a good song. But anyways, but nothing compared to Woodstock. And I also think of like a couple other ones that, that stand out like that are like, oh, was it Live Aid and... Um, Farm Aid, I think. There's Live Aid and then there's a... Well, no, Farm Aid's the one Neil Young does, but that is a yearly one. But, like, I'm talking about these ones that – what's that dude's name who's always putting on the festivals? He's a British guy who was in some crappy band. I think it was Yes or something. Uh, no, it's uh, – You it's, know, he's, like, famous yeah. for – Bob Geldof. Geldof. Well, Bob Geldof. Good one, Crofton. Yeah, so yeah. he did that one, and uh, – Yeah, he, in the 80s, did, there was yeah, one. I think he, it was li- one, Live one, Aid or Band Aid. Yeah, he had one famous song uh, – mu- Everyone hates Mondays or something like that. It was one famous song with his band, and now he's remained famous by organizing these festivals. Yeah. Oh, wasn't he Boom Boom something Rats? Boom uh, yeah, Town the, Rats. Or yeah, something? Boom Town Rats. That's it. Good one, Hodgins. Anyway, so that guy puts on these festivals, and I think there's only been like two big ones. And I remember the last one was. When was it? It was in the 2000s, I think. And it was actually good. Um, Pink Floyd got back together and it was actually awesome. It was a huge thing. And that's like a one-off ev- event, right? It's happening. It knows them to raise money. To go to that event is like a big thing. But then that versus the yearly churning money-making ones, they are, I think, different experiences. Um, I think both have their place. But I feel like y- the ones like Woodstock or Band-Aid or those types of things are more interesting in that they're a standalone event. And you can see like, oh, yeah, I was there rather than you just go to you know blues fest every year just because it's there yeah because yeah like and that's my sense too is that this is this is for these are festivals for the the mainstream audience it's almost for like uh you know dick and jane festivals like it's not i don't know like i i feel like everyone when i when i would be working like everyone in their their 
their mother would be, you know, going to see something at these festivals. And I, I'm conflicted about whether that's a bad thing or a good thing. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of good to give to have that experience. I mean, go to a music festival, make it accessible for everyone. Why not? But at the same time, what are like? What are we gaining from having a whole bunch of acts perform at once and doing a festival as opposed to going to just see a concert on a regular tour of the country and it not being a part of the festivals? I guess because there are more musical acts nowadays active than there are venues to hold them and there is an industry to support. Like the average person doesn't go to a concert every weekend, right? Like I think the average person very rarely goes to a concert. So it almost requires a festival to attract that kind of like you're keeping your your costs down well, as as a business by having a whole bunch of artists come in at once and guaranteeing butts yeah, and seats, you know. I I think in it's funny cuz you raised uh, you made me think of something there that that I hadn't necessarily considered before. Uh, it's goddamn it's in favor of stupid festivals. Um it, which is which is the fact that uh um that you bring in a couple of these big name acts and then if a big name act goes on tour, there and they choose somebody to be their opening act. It's a huge opportunity for that opening act. It, it allows them to be exposed to a whole, um, you know, giant audience that they would never be exposed to. A lot, a lot of huge stars were first started off as you know opening acts. The festival sort of model allows you to have like a few like big ticket acts and then like you have multiple stages throughout the day so you're able instead of just having one opening act you're able to have like sort of like a choice and give many people uh, an opportunity many different acts an opportunity so I can see the benefit and exposure in sort of getting new acts off the ground and and giving them an opportunity or a venue in which uh, in which to perform perform and be known uh, that that's a positive i can totally see yeah but 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 by the same token, i mean positive for the music industry perhaps is it a benefit for us well it's i mean it depends like i'm not a festival person but like let's say a band goes to a festival and gets a start from the festival people that are there and and then they become you know, known and are put into rotations, maybe, maybe even on a Spotify list as opposed to like maybe even the radio, um, or just gets a little boost, you know, a little profile boost that gets them to, and then I hear them in my home on in one of the ways that I listen to music, and then I like them. Well, yes, I'm benefiting from from that exposure boost that they got through the festival through a roundabout way. Yeah. All right. Well, and that's and and again, that comes back to the fact that. It, you know, when you, even when you say it's like music festival, so it, it it is a celebration of music, not of one band. If you go to see the Red Hot Chili Peppers concert, that's that's it. It's not about anything else. It's about the Red Hot Chili Peppers. But a music festival is about music, and and so all kinds of different people are going to get exposure to it. Uh, you're going to see different things. And that's interesting because one of them is very narrow and one of them is broad. And I think there's space for that kind of broadness to something like music. You pick a genre, there's all kinds of things. You're not just, you know, you're going there to expand your horizons slightly, you know, to just see, to, to see someone you might not be exposed to otherwise, rather than just be like, I know I like these people, so I'm going to give them my money and that's it. And then you just kind of stay on your same track of, of but you might be exposed to something new at a music festival. And that's, you know, as Crofton said, that helps new bands get a start. It helps you expand your musical tastes. Um, yeah. yeah I, I think 
I think in my case, I'm able to I'm able to recognize that, and that's why I said earlier that like I didn't I haven't given my verdict in so much as saying I hate music festivals, and that doesn't the fact that I do recognize it doesn't change. I think of music festivals, and I think of all the countless things that annoy me. Have I had some good experiences at music festivals? Yes. Uh, but unlike public transit, which we reviewed in a previous episode, I've had more bad than good or more unsatisfying than satisfying. And and because of that, um, I find like I'm able to see these things. And from an impartial point of view, I realize like I don't have to like everything in the world. Other people can like it and it can be a value added to the world. But but with music festivals, I, I used to feel like a guilt for not going, like especially when there's these big city ones that it's like – uh, oh, everybody's got to go to Blues Fest. Oh, what what shows? What acts are you going to go see this year at Blues Fest and all this? And then at one point, I realized I had no desire to to go. Uh, and and so many people were in that. And so, were you it, biking by the stage every day this summer? Every day, yeah, I was too. And I'm like, I should go, but then yeah. you know, eh, eh. every day I would bike home from work, and and I'd stop and I'd look in, and I, there was one stage in particular that was right next, and they had this giant security fence, um, and I. I would stop and I, you know, I would listen. I'd be like, oh, I really should look into getting tickets, or maybe, I, you know, maybe I should go. But the reality is, I didn't really want to go. I just felt that that was something that I should do, you know. And that's another another sort of annoyance that I have laid at the feet of these festivals, even though that really it's not their not their fault. It's funny how, yeah. The the one other thing I wanted to mention about music festivals, and it's funny, Crofton, because you were kind of the curmudgeon on this. Uh, uh, on, on this topic so far, but music festivals bring out the curmudgeons in your neighborhood as well if there's a music festival going on. Uh, because they're outdoor, because they're loud, because they go on for multiple days at a time, there is always someone complaining about a music festival, whereas individual concerts, because they tend to be done in venues that are enclosed or soundproofed or that kind of thing. No one complains about them. But these festivals are outdoors. And like the recently this one in Ottawa that I mentioned a few times, Folk Fest, that was in a great venue in this outdoor park that's never really used for anything. It's in a strange location, but it was a really great place to go, really cool venue to walk around. You, um, a lot of trees, just just a lovely place, and, and, and it filled up with people. Otherwise, it's always empty. But a lot of the neighbors or some of the neighbors complained about it because it went the music went till 11 o'clock or something, which isn't even very late. So they got the complaints. For and some then, people, it's late. Yeah, but the point is, is it like you got thousands of people going out to, to enjoy music, and then you got a couple people complaining because they don't like that racket in the background. And now they've had to move venues and it was a great venue. Now in this case, I don't mind too much because it's actually closer to where I live, but I'm sure the same thing is going to happen. Same thing is going to happen in the new venue. The people around there who don't like music festivals are going to be like, Oh, all that noise and that racket. Wah, wah, wah. Specifically four days bass. of my life will never get back. What you hear and, the most yeah, of and, is bass, and we if, if Crofton yeah, is any Crofton indication, also, oh man, bass is, is not like bass. But no, bass see, and, and, and if <laughs> when we were talking about doing like hypocritical verdicts and stuff, uh, like 
on one and, and then compared to another. I'm being pretty consistent here. I hate bass and I hate music festivals. So <laughs> you are it, an old man. <laughs> yeah, it, it works out. But you know, now that I have a baby too, it's even like, yeah, 11 o'clock. I'm like, if I, if there's a music festival, like two blocks from my house or something that was playing music, really loud music at like 1030, I'd be like on the phone with the city, shut them down. Those young hooligans, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had that happen. I, um, I used to live uh, downtown Ottawa on Lisgar, and uh, I could hear them all summer long. That was also the year Ottawa made it to the playoffs, and everyone was out in the street in front of my house uh, for you know a few weeks. So yeah, it's it sucks. Okay, that has nothing to do with music festival. <laughs> well, I'm just. Should you know, we get to verdicts on this? Have we have we got the kind of? A, I, I'm ready to to cast judgment on a music festival. All right. Oh, I I will cast me some judgment. <laughs> <laughs> You've already outed yourself, Crofton. I'll, I'll go first. Uh, there we go. There's the gavel. All right. <clears throat> so I think that if anyone, if anyone has been listening to me talk during this episode, they'll know that I think music festivals are good. I don't want to reiterate all the points I made too, too much, but basically I just think it's 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 much more experiential than going to a concert. You can spend the whole day there. Uh, you can run into people you know. It's just got this movement and flow of people, which I really enjoy, and this exposure to new bands or new acts that you might otherwise never be exposed to. And that's just a good thing. If you like music, music festivals are great. If you don't like music, well, then they're not great, I guess. Uh, but most people like music to some extent, and there's probably a festival for everyone that someone would like. So I, I think they're good, and I think that the, that the negative impacts of them are pretty minimal for how much joy they bring to the people that that, that love them. So I think that they should uh, you know, go on and be strong. So yeah, festivals, music festivals are good. Yeah, so musical festivals, uh, I here's the thing. I agree with everything Mike said, except for the fact that if you like music, you have to like music festivals. I disagree with that, but I agree. I agree with. Um, I agree with everything that that he's saying with regards to the benefits that they bring and all that. I think on paper, if you looked at music festivals, you would just say that they are they are good for the most part. Like, I, I mean, that's the that's the verdict that makes sense here for most people. Fortunately, I'm not most people. I hate fucking music festivals, so. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I can easily uh, step away from it, but unfortunately, it's everything that Mike said, and and the the sort of epiphany I had earlier about the the exposure to bands that I really didn't think about too much that prevents me from saying that they are bad. And like part of me kind of still wants to, but realistically, looking at at the positive they bring. And my hatred, irrational as it may be, isn't it enough to force me to, to to give them a bad verdict? So I'm going to have to uh, cut it down the middle and say that music festivals are a bullshit, <laughs> which is which is ironic because that's what they smell like often too. Okay, Bo, go ahead. Yeah, okay. Um, I I I've actually, to be quite honest, this is the first time I think in 99 episodes. Maybe that's incorrect that I can't sort out how I feel about music festivals. And I think it's partly because I've, I think I've attended one once. Maybe there's been a few side experiences. I have been to the Shawville Fair to see Stomp and Tom Conqueror. I had a good time at that, actually. Connors. Stomp and Tom Connors. I always make and that's that, not you know, a music that mixed festival. Up. Well, but people were like, 
that was notably popular because of the act that was there. I guess it wasn't a music festival, but it felt no, that it's, way. No, it's a town fair. It's different. Yeah. You know, you're absolutely right. I, I'm just trying to find the positives because I just generally feel kind of negative about um, music festivals, but I'm having a hard time even understanding myself why I feel that way. Uh, I think the noise issue, and it's not exclusive to music festivals alone, as I was alluding, alluding to, you know, does kind of suck when you live in the neighborhood, having experienced it firsthand. Um, I love music, and I like concerts, uh, but, you know, I think a lot of what I see in relation to music festivals is is this more, I don't know, this this weird relationship with them where it's like, I don't really feel like... I'm not. I'm not a big fan of like the, the outdoors, as Crofton said, sitting with the lawn chairs and 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 you know the crappy conditions, the porta potties, and all that kind of stuff. But when I bike by them, I think they look kind of cool. So I'm gonna join in with Crofton and split it down the middle. And this is like you know we often say bad or bullshit is like bullshit's also a negative. This is gonna be a good bullshit, but I think that music festivals are bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, mainly because it's just like, it's too much. It's just too much music, too much choice, too much annoyances, but I love music, you know? You got you guys should move into like an old folks home together where you could just kind of... <laughs> as long as they all, keep the bass down, those <laughs> goddamn kids. Down. There's young people enjoying themselves. Look, I'm annoyed. I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna deny that. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it, see, I think I tell you what I think it takes a big man to admit to being curmudgeony because it's not cool. It's not cool to not like music festivals or to hate bass or whatever. Like I mean, uh, but you know what? I'm not cool in that regard. I'm cool in other regards. So <laughs> sure, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Sonny, you're cool at the bridge table. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right so um listen if you want to let us know what your take is on music festivals and to tell us uh just how reprehensible our curmudgeon like qualities are you can write to us at our email address and we'd love to read your message on the air the email address is goodbadbull at gmail.com finally if you want to find out more about the show you can do that please visit our website, goodbadbull.com. There you'll find links to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or any RSS reader um, is also available. Finally, you can well, you can follow us on Twitter, at goodbadbull, or on Facebook. There's a link on our site. Um, and that way you can get updates about when new shows are posted or any other news that might happen. All right, so I think that pretty much wraps up uh, all the... Uh, you know, end of show business. Um, Michael, if our listeners want to find out more about you individually, where can they do that? Uh, you know what? I'm tired of uh, of boosting Twitter. <laughs> I don't use it. I don't care about it. So you know what? Uh, they, if, if, if our listeners want to get in contact with me, they can just kind of email the show. But uh, yeah, that it's likely to happen. All Screw right. Twitter. Okay, and Crofton, if uh, you know our listeners want to find out more about you, where can they find you? They can, if they want to hear about more fun things that I hate, they can follow me <laughs> at Crofton Steers on Twitter. All right, and you can find me at Bo Schwartz. Follow me for wonderful insights into nothingness. All right, you can also meet Crofton down at the lawn bowling bowling club, where he, he and his fellow curmudgeons will be complaining about everything. I hate lawn bowling. I was trying to think of what that was called, and I replaced lawn bowling with bridge because I was like, "What's that 
thing called. Yeah, that well, old people I'm do. sure old people do that too. You know what I think? Um, Shuffleboard next, for the win. Next summer, uh, you guys and me, we should go together to a music festival because that's another fun thing about music festivals. Sometimes you go with your friends and you roam around and that's part of the experience. And maybe you guys can then, you know, uh, stop being old cranks and, and enjoy a music festival I'm with in. your good friend Mike. I'm in. I'll d- I'm in. Sign me up. Okay, that's one. Crofton? Crofton. No, I, I guess no, he can't bring himself. He's like, I got a rocking chair that needs rocking on. Uh, I, I'll get back to you. He, he's, um, probably, he's, looking, he's probably looking at his schedule right now going like, I'm figuring out when he has bridge and lawn bowling to see. Is Matlock, <laughs> a re- Matlock reruns are on. Murder, she wrote. I'm, I'm I can't be- make it. My brain is too full of ideas for our 100th episode next week. I can't commit to this right now. Yeah, don't I've forget to, about doctor's appointments. I've got That's, to focus on episode number 100 to bring my A game. Today was only my B game. <laughs> don't No, it was your A game. Don't ever admit to bringing your B game. No, it was my B game because it was music festivals, which I hate. And you were channeling your inner old man. I hate you guys. <laughs> daughter.